I made $1,600 a month. My mind told me if I could do this 10 more times, a minimum of $1,600 a month, I'd be at $16,000 a month. Sleep passively. And so when I looked at that, you know, $1,600 was very little at the time compared to what I was making. But it was a hustle. It was a bustle. I, no sleep, you know, staying up for three days in a row, you know, on it wasn't even Red Bull at the time. It was a five hour energy drink at mm. the time. And then no, no dose before that in college. And so so just imagine I made sixteen hundred dollars every month and it went up as time went up as as time went by. Mm -hmm. And then I sold the building for nearly four hundred thousand dollars and I wow. bought it at one thirty. Welcome back to another episode of Attractive Mindset. And please, today's guest, y'all got to give me a second. Today's guest is an absolute powerhouse. And I mean, in three different facets of the word past, present, future. I'm talking over two decades of experience in her field. Absolute get honoree for the G&G &G Award. Like you have to, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her explain herself a little bit more to you, Miss Claudianne Hibbert Smith. Hey, 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 hey. Well, where do you want me to start? Start. It's it's a long way. It's a long history. So, you it know, just start from the beginning. Now don't age me. Don't <laughs> age me. Well, you know, I, I want to start by saying, you know, I like to start right at the age of 14 because that's kind of when my life kind of just took a change. Um, and I gave birth to my son, Amari, mm -hmm. who's now going to be 29 this year. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy, that sounds long. And so when I think about it, and so I gave birth to him at 14. I was still in high school, Carroll City uh, High School, Miami, Carroll City, go Chiefs. Um, and I ended up um, graduating. I graduated from that class, carried my class as the vice president, was in a thousand club, was very active, very active. I never missed a day of school, only the days that I skipped. Mm. <laughs> but I always would come back. I, re I remember coming back to sixth period to Miss Fom's class because she had this um <laughs> she had this scoreboard and I was like I always had to be at number one. And attendance was a part of that. So I would skip the whole day and come back to sixth period. But nevertheless, I graduated from Carroll City and I went on to the University of Florida in Gainesville, um, where I got a full scholarship, some scholarship, some financial aid. I left my son here while I went on to do better things. I built some very great relationships, graduated at the top of my class there again, yeah. came on home and got what I would consider my job, my J-O-B. And for those that know me know, I call it the just over broke mm -hmm. uh, job. And it was true. Like a lot of people were paying their bills from paychecks to paycheck. I was paying bills from one check and paying bills three months behind. Mm. So it's a little bit different. Um, I ran into, um, I didn't run into my seventh grade teacher and I became very close. Um, she was like a mom to me and I had gotten older and we became the best of friends. We're still the best of friends now. You might know of her. She brought the first wing stop to Miami-Dade mm. County. She owns very, a lot, many now, but uh, she ended up buying a house and I happened to be there. And I remember the, the realtor making about $40,000 in about 60 days. Ooh. And I said, well, I know how to add and subtract. I did very well in the SAT, especially the math portion. But I said, man, it take me 365 days to make $40,000. And here, the lady is making $40,000 in, in, in 60 days. Oh. Two days later, I quit my job. I called my office 
And I said, I'm not going to be returning. I wouldn't advise anybody to do that today. I didn't have any job etiquette. I didn't give them two week notice. I just quit. I didn't even know how to get my license, but I knew I knew how to go to school and study. And so I knew I had that. So if it's going to take me a year, I was going to do it. I didn't know how I was financially going to take care of myself. Remember, now my son is probably six at the time, and I'm a single parent on top of that. Oh. Um, so I, I, I discovered how to get my license. So I told you I quit my job, so now all I had was time. And it only took me a week to get my license here, and the rest is history. For the first year, I was a rookie of the year. I have been the top producer of my company out of 4,000 agents for the last 20 years. Oh. Um, and just recently, you know, I said I was going to retire at 40. Um, I got pregnant again tw- 26 years later. So I have kids wow. 26 years apart. And so it just seemed like the perfect ideal moment for me to go ahead and retire. And then, you know, my, now my good friend, Elena Cardone, Grant Cardone, Elena calls me up and say, you know, we want you to be on our real estate summit, but we're looking for someone that's not a part of EXP Realty. Um, and of course, who would turn Grant and Elena down? And so I said, okay, I'd love to be there. I was on the show with some very powerful people. Um, and, and then I had some second thoughts about EXP Realty. I ended up joining what I call the orbit of energy. Mm. Um, and, you know, the rest is history. Once again, I have one of the largest organizations and databases of realtors who work alongside me in 17 now different states. And so we're st- continuing to grow. And so in a nutshell, you know, unless you have something very specific to ask me, that's my life in a nutshell. Got you. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's break it down to those specific. First off, that history, the longevity, the consistency of that, crazy. You know, you don't see those, you know, now and then. And then even if you do, what I've noticed from you is your social media etiquette is super high and, you know, not really to put you in that category, but people, you know, from back then don't really keep up with social media now. And so it's hard work. How has social media definitely impacted your business? Um, You know, it's like a resume and I find my own self doing it. You know, my girlfriend's like, hey, we going to this seminar. I'm like, well, who is it? I then She sends me the Instagram and I'm like, oh, he has 8 million followers. Oh. Boom. We're going. And so it's become literally the, the the resume of so many, even higher, bigger companies, you know, and they always tell you, watch what you put on your social media because people are watching you. And so I believe that it has impacted my business. It's, it's definitely been a contributor. I mean, I've been on Facebook since college days. So just imagine, you know, you see that platform. I love Facebook. I think my clientele is there. Um, and my millennials are on Instagram, Mm. you know, and I would love to see myself distribute everything that I've got in my, I mean, I've invested in real estate. Um, and one thing that I did not mention is that I bought my first property at the age of 21 with my second, uh, commission check. Mm, I I did it. I did it. uh, Well, that's a part of the story too, but I did not, I did not buy a Gucci bag. I did not buy Louis Vuitton. I did not buy the big, big car yet. I bought my first property. And then I set a goal. I said every year for the rest of the next 20 years, I want to buy one property a year. Now, I've been blessed to buy several properties in one year, in years. Um, and some years I didn't touch the market, you know, or I didn't touch it as much. You know, it was it was elevated. The prices had been going up. And so um, I've been able to accomplish that goal. And, 
you know, you talk about Star Island. My first listing appointment was on Star Island and it was just consistency and getting on those phones and calling. So that's what I teach people to do. Got it. How to integrate still, you know, I believe that social media is it, but it's not all you do. People think Mm -hmm. you just post and that's it. No, you have to have a call of action. You've got to have systems in place. Uh, if you look at my inbox right now, you're not going to see any messages unread. I treat mm-hmm. it like my voicemail. I return the messages because it's like a phone call. Mm-hmm. And people are usually shocked. They're like, we didn't believe that you were going to, you, you know, answer. I'm like, well, you just wrote a whole dissertation that I had to read. So <laughs> next time you think I'm not going to read it, don't send a dissertation. Mm-hmm. And I just shoot them my phone number and say, hey, call me. I remember when I started, even back when I was in high school, there were not a lot of people who were for me. There were a lot of people that was not familiar with a 14-year-old still in high school. They tried to send me to Cope. No offense to Cope. But I said, I don't need to go to Cope. You know, I have my resources here. I'm going to continue to go to school at Miami Carroll City Senior High. And, you know, I mean, I was a little terrible, you know. I was terrible. By the time I got to Carroll City, I had about 100 referrals in the system. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're not familiar with referrals, a lot of people usually are not. It's just when you get a write-up, you get suspended from school or you get in-house suspension. So I was a little rough around the neck. Yeah, I got expelled. Yeah, so <laughs> so there you go. That's probably happened to me as well, which is why I was in so many different schools up until the 10th grade. Hmm. But um, a lot of people didn't think I would make it. They, you know, once I had that one child, they thought I'd have four or five. By the time I was in 12th grade, probably drop out. And that's what I constantly heard. So I want you to imagine constantly hearing your failure you're not going to make it. She should just go to Colt because there's no place, you know, for here, for her here. And I just say, you know what? I have to just prove these people wrong. Mm. You know, it was just, you know, I don't know. I, my blood starts. If you tell me I cannot do something, like I am in the middle of buying my husband and I a, a $3.3 million school building. We own a school for all boys from K to 12. Mm. Uh, we've been denied twice by two lenders. Wow. And it's just making me stretch beyond what I would stretch. And so I'm just I'm just excited. That's going to be another story that I'm going to be able to tell, you know, alongside my husband. So I'm excited. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. So. You asked one question and I gave you a whole dissertation. <laughs> hey, we love that. We love that. Yes. And so going back a little bit, at 21, uh-huh. it was your duplex you bought, right? On 191st and 37th Avenue behind Strawberries. Okay, so. All you, my Carroll City people going to know what that's <laughs> So you buying a duplex at the age of 21 and this being different times because the market was definitely different 20 years ago versus now. You know, what does that do for you mentally, especially with the background that you have? In terms of mentally, what do you mean? In, in terms of. I actually bought this. You know, I'm 21 years old. You know, people have been telling me, oh, I'm going to have four, five, 10 kids, you know, and this at 21 is what I have. How does that catapult you to where you are now? You know, I'm not sure of that stuff really. Like, now I'm 21, high school is over. I've graduated the top of my class. I've graduated again from the University of Florida. I have no school loans. Like, if, if that alone, did not inspire you, then, you know, oh, well. And so it, it's not history erased, but that no longer served me in that period. Mm. I just remember making, and I, I want to break this down because this is important. 
um, I was making a lot of money in commissions that and I wanted to become a realtor to make a lot of money so I could help a lot of people. And that was my goal. Um, and then I started to read what well, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad in college. So I remembered the real estate portion of it. So when I started to make these large commissions, I probably made my income in two commissions. Mm. And I said, OK, how can I recycle this money? so that it can make me money every month so that when I decide not to sell anymore, like now, I don't really sell anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, what could I do? Where can I put this money? And I remember somehow connecting back to Rich Dad Poor Dad. I didn't have any more knowledge than that. I just took a risk. I took a risk. I put 3% down. The seller helped me with closing costs. And I remember making about $1,600 off that duplex every month. Mm. Of course, Claudianne put a new roof, new tiles, new floors. And I just remembered one thing, and I want people to hear this. I made $1,600 a month. My mind told me if I could do this 10 more times, a minimum of $1,600 a month, I'd be at $16,000 a month. Sleep passively. And so when I looked at that, you know, $1,600 was very little at the time compared to what I was making. But it was a hustle. It was a bustle. I no sleep, you know, staying up for three days in a row, you know, on it wasn't even Red Bull at the time. It was a five hour energy drink at mm. the time. And then no, no dose before that in college. And so, you know, I was just on the go, on the go, on the go. And I knew I would get to this age at one point. And I'm not old, but I want to enjoy life. Um, and it was just it, it that was the game for me to buy as many properties as I possibly could. Now that duplex I sold. So just imagine I made $1,600 every month and it went up as time went up, as as time went by. Mm -hmm. And then I sold the building for nearly $400,000 and I wow. bought it at 130. So not only, you know, I got this phone call from my girlfriend on my team the other day, she's buying investment property. She says, what's most important for you? Just to cover the mortgage? I said, no, I need to make money today and I need to make money later when I sell. I don't want to own a bunch of property that's just paying for itself because you may get in a crunch. We might, we're going in a recession. Mm -hmm. Now you may need to sell those properties and you can't because what you own what the prop and what the property is worth is now upside down. And so now you can't sell or you can sell, you ain't gonna make no money. So think about it. I don't make any money all these years because I've just been doing enough to cover the mortgage. And now it's time for me to sell and I can't even sell because we're in a recession. Mm. So, so what, how you buy, how, what you spend on property. And when you asked me the original question mentally, you know, for, and I want to talk about this, and I'm not sure if this is what you were asking me or not, but it was very hard for me to come back and buy a duplex at 150,000. I had been spending 30 and $60,000, but I did not have enough knowledge yet. That was earlier on in my career. Okay. And I didn't start with a basis of knowledge in investments. I had to kind of just figure out what works, what didn't. And so years went by and I saw the same property selling for 220 and 300. I was like, uh Oh, I made an error. I should have bought, you know? And so I'm just here to tell you, like, we just bought a duplex a year ago. We bought it for 140,000, 160,000. Um, I was busy. I didn't do what I needed to do to the property. My husband's like, look, if you're not going to do the renovations right now, sell the property. Well, I'm glad he actually said that because I looked at the value and it was near 400,000 six months later. Wow. Six months later. I'm going to repeat it again. Six months later. And we ended up selling that property for nearly 400,000 six months later. Wow. And that was in COVID. 
when everything was high. Mm-hmm. So you just got to find those gems. You just got to find those gems and make it do what it do. Mm, okay. Okay. So speaking about your partner, um, you know, I want to say this is just me doing research. Y'all have been together maybe about 14, 15 years, about, married yeah. for about eight. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's the significance of having the right partner in your life? You got to be on the same page. Like I can't come home excited and now you ain't excited because it ain't you no. or vice versa. So, you know, you got to be on the same page and you got to be spiritually connected. You got to be spiritually connected. It's it's an energy that goes from, you know, energy is transferable. Mm-hmm. So just imagine walking in the house every day and energy is not transferring or the wrong energy is mm-hmm. transferring. You know, a lot of times we say energy is transferable and you think, positive well if i'm saying positive energy transfers that gotta mean the negative energy transfers to mm-hmm. it so you know i think that's very important you, you know I, I i love my husband mario uh smith owner of true prep academy he's there now and we've just been, we've been able to do some phenomenal things you know I'm, i don't always agree we don't always agree we don't always have the perfect ideal life but we have grown, we've gone to therapy, we have figured out and made decisions. And I want to repeat that again, we've made a decision. If we don't see eye to eye on something, that's it. We don't see eye to eye, we go in the house and we go move on. What's for dinner? What what are we doing? And so we don't stay in a place of anger or a place of upset or a place of uh, discord for very long. Okay. You know, we we have an understanding. Okay, that's his perspective. It's not a right or a wrong. It's just a perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe I don't see it right now, but maybe I'll see it later on. And I'll give you an example. You know, my husband reads books like, you know, this is my next book that I'm reading. What would the Rockefellers do? Mm. And it teaches you really how to organize. And I have my, my things organized, but when you get to a different level, there's a different level of organization. But mm-hmm. I brought that book out because he reads a lot. And, and there was one point in our life and I was I was just like, how many books are you going to read before, you know, you start moving into action? You know, here I go, I pop up and I'm ready to go. And he's like taking his time and he's reading his book. And I just realized everybody grows at a different pace. My husband is a teacher. That's his background. Football player, teacher to only his own school. And three years he didn't work. He quit his job on his own terms. And he thought he would open school in one year. I actually thought so too, but it took three years to open. And so imagine being in a house with a mogul. You're not working anymore. You think it's going to take a year, but it takes three. That's a lot of patience on both of our sides. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, I'm grateful that I was patient because now I get to reap the benefits. Mm. Hey, (laughs) keep it 100. No, exactly. And so, Having that business and personal balance, how key is that, especially with you both being in careers of not only teaching, but careers that involve a lot of other people? You know, when the school started, I found myself, we didn't have any employees. You know, we were running the school and there was a time where I just said, you know what, I got to get out of here. Because, I, you know, I'm a Leo. I don't know if it's a Leo thing, but I like to, if you give me something, I'm taking over and I'm just, it's now my vision. And so you got to just, you know, you got to have your own space. Um, he needed his own space to grow through any, whatever those 
challenges might have been, any of those differences may have been, any of those, I said challenges in the school. And, you know, our school is flourishing. In the middle of the pandemic, we soared through the roof. And uh, one of the reasons is because his vision is his vision. And it was, Claudia, we're going to do a blended learning model. Everything is not going to be online, but everything is just not going to be here in class. So, you know, my portion of what I do is make sure the kids go on field trips, make sure they have experiences. Like our kids have been on airplanes. They have stayed in five-star hotels. And you can hear the kids like, they're like, we, we, you know, we travel, but, you know, when we run track, but we stay in the Motel 8. We never stayed in a hotel like this. So to give those kids experiences, being able to take them not only to the African-American Museum, but the uh, Jewish Museum where the Holocaust took place. Well, not in the museum, but they they um, exhibit, you yeah. know, the Holocaust and just learning about different cultures and really just giving them experiences, going to visit HBCUs. Um, and, and, and so that's what my job is at the school. And then he does everything else. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so with you both being that unified front, what's your take on bringing a new image towards, you know, the black family, especially now in, you know, 2023 format? Um, You know, I, women don't kill me for this. Okay. <laughs> I believe a man should be the head of the, of his household. It, it's something that you guys have called it's, it's an ego and, and an ego is not matched with a negative, uh, uh, definition to me um but it, there's this thing and i don't know if it's innate in men i don't know if it's something that's nurtured in men but my i would tell my husband all the time like you can quit like you really can quit your teaching job like we really don't need the income but he just never would do it he quit on his own terms three years after i was badgering him to like quit you know i'd like to do stuff together here he go clocking in the work and i'm like no we gotta go to the dr we gotta go to dc we gotta go here and you know, what was interesting to me is that he always said, I understand that we don't need the income, but I want to be in position to take care of my family, mm. you know. And, you know, I had these kids at 41 and 43, Legend and Legacy, added on to the to the, to our little tribe. And I remember long ago saying, you know, if you get where you need to be, if by, by the time I'm 40, I'll give you the kids, you know, I'll, I, I, you know, I can change my mind. I'm fertile, you know, and, and that's what happened. We didn't even plan it, mm. but he reminded me, he said, you might forgot, but when we first got together, he was, I was strung on not having any more children. Amari was grown already off the college. I'm like, what kids? No, I'm done. And you, you know, I just, he reminded me of that. And so you know, being able to be the face of the black family is one dimension. You know, you're not going to have everybody that says we love what they do. Um, and then you have people that love what we do. And so, however, I could be the face and my authentic realness. I, I mean, if I could do that, then absolutely. I love it. Nah, that's big. That's beautiful. And so segueing back into the real estate. Okay. So with the real estate, you've had basically two companies. And so you had the one that you had for 20 years and then going into EXP realm. Okay. And so what would you say is the main difference in that? Energy. Um, it's just, it's, 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 so EXP is a company that allows, and it's not an MLM, multi-level marketing, but it's called RevShare. So it allows you to expand beyond what you could even think or imagine. I wasn't able to do that at my old company. Now, to be quite honest, the company was great. 
You know, I have very humble beginnings with them. They were like family. Uh, but it was time for me to move on and grow. Um, and the energy, it, the one thing is energy. The second thing is technology. Uh, we are moving into a space of AI technology. I mean, yeah, somebody's going to be able to hear and maybe see us <laughs> just by me driving over here and getting on this microphone. And then how many people is this really going to touch? Not just in this space in in Hollywood, but across not even the states, the world. Um, and so technology seems to be no, I don't know. Seems it is taking over the platform. Um, you know, I was in a car the other day, and the car was the Tesla was driving me. <laughs> like it literally parked. I was in an Escalade. It literally backed me up into a parking space without me using my rearview mirror, turning the wheel, like. You got to be ahead of the game. And so when I looked at everything that EXP had, uh, it was cloud-based, great timing for us being in a pandemic. I was pregnant. I was not. You couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then even though I shouldn't have been going anywhere, even though I was flying all over the place, um, it, it just helped me to see that it was one of my biggest financial years. Not the biggest, but one of the biggest financial years that I've ever had. And I was in the house selling mm -hmm. property. I was like, this is nice. Like, I would not have known what I did not know unless I was with EXP. Got it. I might have been in a, a, a state of fear. I might have been in a state of shock. Just imagine, I'm, I have to sell properties. I have to go out, go to my client's house, show the property, do open houses. We can't do any of that. Oh. But yet, we were able, with technology, to do, you know, Zooms. We were able to do... um just so many different things to be able to show people like yourself, people like the world that you could buy properties and not literally physically have to be there. Mm. And so a lot of my clients are home buyers and did not see their houses wow. until the day they closed. Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And so in, <clears throat> in rebuilding a team and building a new team, because you had to build a new team. Um, what was that process like, especially switching companies? Woo, it was, let me tell you. So I had a team at my old company, which is the Kai's company. I love them. Like, I don't have any major complaints. Every company has something. Mm. EXP has something. Uh, but but they're really the people who helped me to journey where I am. So I, I don't have anything, like, bad to say about that company. But I had a team there. I had a team there of about 15 to 16 people. And when I left to go to EXP, I made a conscious decision to not tell my team I was leaving. Mm. Because what I didn't want to happen was they create some level of doubt in my mind. Um, I knew that I was going to partner with the Cardones. Um, when is this going to be aired? All right, so happy birthday, Grant. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Um, and I remember, you know, saying, okay, I have an opportunity to be in an orbit of energy. Like if you ever go to their offices, it's just like, this is not normal over here. Like y'all are like, like every time a sale is happening, there's energy displayed and it's just amazing. I just had a real estate conference here last weekend, two weekends ago. And one of the things is that we toured that building and it was just an amazing experience. And so, um, so building, so my team, all of them came, but one person. Mm. And that one person wasn't producing, so it wasn't really a big deal for me. Um, but my entire team was on board, which led me to believe that they believed in me and they came over because of me. And not only because of me, but because they saw the potential in the company. Um, 
nothing is ever easy. I don't care how many Instagram followers I have. I don't care how many connections I have. I have gone to work. My first 30 days, I launched every day. Mm. I literally got on a Zoom and told everybody that came on that Zoom about how great this company was um, and what tools that they had to offer. You know, now you don't have to just worry about sales. Now you get to invite people into the company and get a rev share from their production. Mm. You get to make money from all the 200. Claudia, you're making money from 200 people in your revenue share that I invited to EXP. I did that for 30 days and I landed 33 people in my first 30 days. Now, I do have one of the larger organizations under Elena Cardone, um, but it was not easy, but it took courage. You know, there were times where I said, you know, what are people going to think? I left my company of 20 years, you know, like, are they going to believe me? Are they going to trust me? And I said, Claudine, just go, just go. Self-talk is amazing. Just Mm -hmm. go. You know, I remember my husband telling me, and this is why you got to be on the same page. He says, if your team doesn't go, just build a new team. You did it before. You could do it again. Mm. And that's the beauty of success. Once you've done it once, you know, and if anything fails, you know, you can do it again. And so I did it. My team came and not only did my team come, but I was able to bring in a load of people with me and we're riding and we're I've lost some people along the way. Um, But, you know, we just keep going. We just keep going. I have Stormy Wellington is in our orbit now. Mm. Uh, She became a licensed realtor. Trina, the baddest, is a realtor coming into the orbit. So I'm excited about that. Natalie Nicole is a realtor now. And so just, you know, being able to inspire all these women and men to become realtors, not solely because they can sell properties, because they can leverage their communities and put them in right orbits. 100%. And so with that being said, you know, definitely that along with your personality and just your your trail of achievements, accolades, everything, you know, how does it feel being, uh, you know, honoree for the G&G Award? You know, I've been watching that uh, platform for many, many years and I always wondered what it was. And then I met the owner through Stormy Wellington and I said, oh, this is nice. You know, every year, you know, I attended last year was amazing. Um, I believe Stormy was their keynote speaker. So I went in honor of, of that movement. We're good friends. And it, it's just, it's, it's always amazing to be honored by any organization, um, to see people watch you and watch the good work that you're doing and not only dwell on the bad things that you do. I'm not perfect. Um, or the things that they might deem bad or things that they may think is inappropriate or not good, I should say. Um, so it's always it's it's good to see that women are recognizing women on their platforms. And, and I feel good about it. Like we're doing community service this week. I'm big on community service. So I'm excited about that. Um, and it was just it was an amazing show last year. So I'm I'm waiting to see what this year brings but i'm definitely excited to be a part of the gng awards yeah you'll see you'll see our company again we're filming this year again so oh wow nice um, we'll be there but um you know going into the numbers you you've definitely amassed over 300 million in your real estate portfolio and over time doing numbers like that what would you say to somebody you know male, female, just starting off their real estate journey? You know, I go, I take them back to my year one. Um, I don't tell them anything but the story of what I did year one, what I did year two, you know, and I want to say this delayed gratification. A lot of people are going to get that first check and be like, Ooh, 
They go into the, the LV store. Ooh, I'm going to get the newest, you know, Mercedes was our thing back in the day, but, you know, it's an elevator now. It's like the, the Rolls Royces of the Rolls Royces. And, you, you know, always try to take them back to that year one through five. Here's what I did. I was consistent. I was disciplined. I was consistent. I was disciplined and I was consistent. It doesn't mean that I didn't have fun. If I made $20,000 in a transaction, 2000 went to play. If it was to the store, it was 10000 didn't go to play. 2000 went to play. And then 18000 recycled into a property. I paid off properties. And now, you know, we're in a position where we're buying this big monstrosity, 30,000 square feet of a property. And it's like, okay, well, how are we going to tackle this? You know, we've got property. Should we sell them or should we refinance them? You know, my house is worth 1.2, 1.3 million. It's paid off. You know, do we leverage from here? And so I take them back to that year one year, to year five so that they can see themselves in my now stages of where I am. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's super powerful. I don't know if uh, him is going to check out this episode. Him 500. We went out to a circular CEOs convention. Him and Neo we had a conversation uh, and they were like, man, you got a lot of things going on. You got to be part of the circle. And I said, no, I want to create my own circle in Miami. I'm not from Miami. I'm not a Miami native, but. You know, they're in Atlanta where these things are super prevalent. Yeah. And, you know, the the black foundation over there is, is heavy. Yeah. And I said, I want to create more of a community over here. And that starting from scratch is not going to be easy. But, you know, I want to buy those building and, and buildings in Wynwood and do things like that and make financial literacy for the younger kids of our community, because that's my background. You know, I didn't have anybody teaching me in that to- in that type of way. Um he looked at me. I, I, he definitely understood what I mean, but he's like, man, you're crazy. And then and, and just, you know, kind of went about his way. But hearing you say that about the things that you're buying, setting that precedent, setting that that standard for, you know, just that level of black excellence. And definitely from when you started, it's just natural facts that that's a white dominated market, mm-hmm. you know. Um, oh, it was worse when I came in. It was mm. white male dominated. Mm. So just imagine two double whammies for me. Mm-hmm. I'm black and I'm female. But I tell you, tell you the truth is I learned that later on in my career. I didn't really know it then. Um, even when I went to college, you know, I went to uh, uh, a predominantly white college where there was 2% of minorities. And minorities does not mean black in that situation. It was everything other than white. Mm. So the minorities were the black, the, Sp- the Latin, Asian, anything other than white. 2%. I want you to think about 45,000 students walking on a campus and 2 or 3% is deemed minority um it's not easy uh-huh. but even when i left you know my, my my friends would say you know we we experienced so much there i'm like what like i don't know what y'all talking about <laughs> like they they felt i don't know if i ignored it or i was just so focused on what i needed to do that i just didn't let it bother me i, I don't know what it was but i didn't have the same experiences that they had uh-huh. and so uh, coming into real estate I was able to flourish. I didn't feel like it was a white male dominated market. I only learned that years later. And so, you know, not that it's not prevalent and relevant in here. Clearly it's here. Discrimination is here. Um, But we got to keep moving. We have to set the new standard. You have to accomplish. The next time I come in this building, you're going to be in the middle of the building and everybody else is going to be written a, key, you know, a, a station. 
And, and so when you look at that, you make sure you walk the halls. You understand what the owner is doing here. It's duplicatable. Mm-hmm. Especially we're going into a recession. Oh, you'll be able to pick up properties literally cents on a dollar. Mm. You just, I knew it was always, I would always tell them, well, why are you not buying properties, Cardiam? Because they're too expensive. And what goes up got to do what? Go down. Got to come down. The interest rates are up. What they got to do? Come down. If they down, what they got to do? Go up. It's, it's a cycle. It's just where do you fit in the cycle? And so if you don't understand real estate cycles, you'll be out there doing what everybody else is doing and buying planes. Let me tell you something. 2023, you're starting your podcast. This is like mm-hmm. new beginnings for you. Mm-hmm. Okay? I could say that. Yes. This is new beginnings for you, right? Mm-hmm. But watch what happens. 2023 and 2024 are going to be our most important years for right now. Because if you can make it through 23 and 24, now, like this coming, like 23, 24, mm-hmm. you're going to be set for 25, 26, 27, and 28. There are going to be a lot of podcasts, a lot of these communities, a lot of these uh, uh, recession, well, I don't want to say my conference, <laughs> a, a lot of conferences that won't even take place because people don't believe people will pay. Mm. I did my first conference two weeks ago. Oh, it's not my first conference, but I hadn't done one in a while. And it was packed to capacity. Mm. It was sold out. And so I'm going to keep going. People kept saying, well, my son, well, why, why are you not on TikTok? Why are you not doing this? I was kind of in relaxed mode in the last two years. And to be quite honest, it wasn't as hard. You know, interest rates were at 2.53%. People were buying up properties left and right. But now is where the real work, the skill set, how are we going to get sponsors in here to sponsor your your podcast? Like, how is that going to happen? And it can happen. I believe it can happen. You believe it can happen? Oh, 100%. I know it can happen. You know, I know it can happen because I've already been through the recession. Mm. And the one thing I regret in the last recession is that I didn't pick up enough properties, mm. but I didn't know a lot either. So a bit, of, a bit of me was, okay, you know, five properties is enough. Eight properties is enough. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm gonna to fall back, but I should have bought as much as I could. If I'd have known then what I know now, you might not even be able to get me on the podcast. Mm. I'd be in Turks and Caicos somewhere. Mm. So, yeah. No, that's that's definitely real, you know, and that's why I wanted to start something like this is, you know, and even just calling it attractive mindset in general, because I'm big on the law of attraction, that energy that, you know, that vibe, you know, I've been an entrepreneur, whatever people want to call it nowadays for, you know, over a decade and I'm only 30 years old. I don't have any kids. And so, you know, being in that threshold of not having the standard nine to five J-O-B just over broke, you know, it's definitely created that that momentum shift of well, can I do it again? Yeah. You know, because I've had companies and I do have them still. You know, my first company was me being an angel investor coming out of the military and just throwing money in something and it hitting. And so I didn't know failure out out the gate when it came to this industry. But building my own stuff, you know, I definitely had to learn how to be more hands on. And, you know, I do live in a residual world now where most of my money comes from me at home. And so I don't really have to, you know, do too much but in building this you know i do coaching mindset business mindset coaching and you know some of my clients were like hey if your systems work so great start a new company and only use money you get from that company to to build it yeah 
And so I said, okay. So I started this about two, three months ago. And I've only been using money that I generate from this platform to scale it to the next level. And so that's with the lights. That's with the, the mics. I, I love everything. the whole E-tractor. <laughs> it's not even A-T-T, y'all. It's attractive with an E. Mm -hmm. And so I love the 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 creativity. Exactly. Like your your space. I went to a conference about two months ago. And Alex uh, Morton. Mm-hmm. It was here and I was just blown away. Like my goals went from a hundred thousand a week to like a million dollars a month. And I was just like, wow, like they just, everybody was young in their thirties or a little bit between that 20, 30. And I just said, this is like, I didn't have that. Like I, I didn't have peers like on fire like this. You know, my peers were afraid. They didn't want to go into the real estate market. And, you know, and I want to back up for a second because this is the second time you've, you, you've, you've, you've commented that you have a military background. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say thank you for your service, one. You. Uh, one. And two, there are so many programs for veterans. Mm -hmm. You know, take advantage of that 100% down program, no mortgage insurance, great interest rates. Um, the seller can pay all. You could literally get into a four unit right now with no money down. Wow. So take advantage of that. You know, you've done a lot for our country. Um, so definitely take advantage of the things that the country has to offer for you. No, most definitely. Going back into your friend group, you saying that um, what what's your friend group like now? Like, you know, being in the stage and, you know, the capacity that you're at now, how do you interact with just friends? Oh, you 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 don't want to hear my friends talk about. <laughs> oh, you on stage today? You on stage today, Claudia? OK, but text me back. That's what they tell me. Like, it's interesting because I have four, like, best, best, besties from high school. Mm. Um, and we all do our different things. One's a school teacher. Well, no, actually, no. She's, like, the activity coordinator at Booker T, uh, Washington. And then my other girlfriend used to teach. She's now a speech therapist. She's her own company. But very reserved. Definitely opposite. All of my friends are opposite of my personality, too. Like, I'm the girl that don't say anything, do anything. They're like, we can't believe you just said that in front of the people. I'm like, yeah, well, they need to know. I could clean it up a little bit. Thank you. But people just need to know, mm -hmm. like don't sugarcoat stuff. And, um, but they, it's funny because I'll be on stage and they're just like, okay, uh, Claudia, meet us over here at the cheesecake. <laughs> right. And then they, they, they make me feel at home. Like not that I'm somebody I'm not when I am on stage. Cause I'm not, but they just treat me like regular old Claudia. And I love it. You know, I love it. They they have a level of respect for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're just we just tight like that. And then my new level of friends, you, you know, I've known Stormy since middle school. Um, we kind of separated because, you know, she dropped out and I kept going um, and she took a different path. And then we ended up back good friends again. Um, you know, she just makes you level up. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? You did what today? Okay. She's like, Claudia, we're going to a conference in the Bahamas. We're learning how to trade. It's 50000 or 25000 I'm like, well, why we can't go for twenty five grand? <laughs> She's like, you know, I can't sit in the back. I got to sit in the front. I said, okay, you sit in the front, and I'm going to sit behind you. And you just tell me the extra stuff you learn. But, you know, short and, and, and simple, we, we all went at $50,000. We had to have $100,000 on top of that. Um, and it, she, she just makes you level up, you know. Uh, but I just love it. You, you know, she's very unconventional, I would call it. Um, and and she she's that person that says, that makes you say, 
I can do, I can go get this building. Mm. Right. Um, you know, I have my Tina's, the, the owner of Wingstop here. She bought the first Wingstop here. She was my seventh grade teacher. Wow. Turned Wingstop franchise owner. She's got at least 10 or 12 Wingstops. Wow. Um, you, you know, when I'm in the middle of something, and she actually is the one who recommended this book. She's like, you got to read the book. And I said, okay, I'm not even an avid reader. But I'm like, okay, I'll read that book. And, um, you know, I can hear her even when she's not talking. So if I'm trying to figure something out, it's like Tina saying, okay, Claudia, well, you know, this is what we would do. You know, we have to diversify. We can't put everything in one pot. And, you know, you've got to have your, she's the reason why I have whole life policies for my son since he's been two. Like, it, it's just, that's my money. And rich dad, poor dad, that's my rich mom. Got it. You know, and, and you know, I just, Elena Cardone is my friend, you, you know, to hear or have her call me and say, hey, listen, we're doing something for Grant for his birthday. I want you and Mario to come. That's a big deal. Those are billionaires. And I don't take it for granted, you know. You know, her daughter wanted to uh, babysit my kids. I'm like, this is weird. This is strange. I'm going to Elena Cardone's house on Golden Beach on the water. Like, this is insane. Mm. You know, what if I never made that decision? I never knew we would grow to be such good friends. I just thought I was going over here for business. I, she do her thing. I was going to leverage them a little bit. And I'm going to go over here and do my thing. But it's, 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 we just built such an amazing relationship. Um, and they're human. Like, it's like, wait, they billionaires? Y'all sure? Because I don't know no billionaires that act regular like y'all. Like, they still behave like I'm sure they behaved before they got to the billions. And I'm telling you, I'm just like, you got that problem too. I got that problem. And I don't got a whole bunch of millions, you, you know, but it's just, it it, 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 aspires me to go higher and to be always stay in that orbit, mm. always stay in that orbit, you know? And, and I love it. Cause we don't always agree. And, and they respect me. You know, Grant said something the other day and Elena was like, Claudia, did you, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'd have said that Elena, but we ain't, you know, well, we, she's like, Claudia has said she wouldn't have said it either. And I'm like, oh, did you just tell Grant? And I'm like, she's like, but we're not cutting y'all off. You, you know, we're not, we, all of us make mistakes. Can you imagine every time I made a mistake, somebody just cut me off? They just, we don't want to deal with you no more. And so you got to give people grace. You have to give people grace because if they remember, I'm sure you have gotten grace. Yeah. I'm sure you have gotten grace. I'm I'm telling you, I have had grace mm -hmm. on so many. I have been arrested. I've been in jail for stuff I did do, stuff I didn't do. People I dated were in the streets. Like, man, I got an amazing husband. In fact, when we met, I was like, look, if you want a wholesome girl, I ain't it. I got a rap sheet. <laughs> you sure? Because I'm going to just tell you what, I'm going to tell you everything up front so that when the mother guys come tell you stuff, and it wasn't terrible stuff, but you know, I done dated quite a few guys, you know, I, you don't feel bad because you already know, you already know. And so, you know, I just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for my friends from back in the day and I'm excited and everybody has a level of ele elevation. Everybody don't want to make a million dollars like Claudia in a month, mm -hmm. but to see my friend go from the matchbox, you may not know what that is because you're from here, but mm -hmm there were little townhomes that looked like a matchbox, like a little mm. square. It was like the ghetto to see her, you know, 
give birth to a child from a, and I can say this because we share the story. She only, I always tell the story, but from a, a the, one of the biggest booby dope boys, you, you know, like to see her graduate, go on to college and say, wait, I love what I do teaching, but there's a void for black professionals in the speech therapy world. Mm-hmm. I now need to be the voice. Like, I don't know if she make a million dollars a month. She probably doesn't. But she, in her own right, has gained a level of success. Mm-hmm. Like, I can call her in one week and say, hey, let's go over here. And she's like, okay. Like, you know, I could definitely call Stormy and say, come on, let's go two hours from where we need to go. And she's like, tickets booked. Mm-hmm. And so I have friends from all levels and all backgrounds. And it's just amazing. I embrace everyone. I've got school teacher friends. I love it because they give me a different dynamic. They give me a different perspective. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And so what would you, what's a key word that you would give a black female just starting, especially in real estate? A key word, Mm -hmm. just one. You can give, let's do three, three key words. Three key pieces of advice. Not words, advice. Advice. Let's yeah. go with advice. Let's go with advice. I know it's your show. Let's go with advice. <laughs> um, there's 60,000 realtors in Miami-Dade County alone. 60, some states alone have 60,000 realtors. Um, definitely check your environment. I would always tell people, a lot of people will fail in real estate because they think it's just so I go on Instagram and I don't teach it in my class. I do not teach. What you see on my Instagram page is me. Like my son is like, wow, you got to do this. I'm like, but I don't even know what to talk about. What I talk about on my lives and Instagram is something that's happening in current moments. And then I give it to you because it's just happening right there. And I give you the lesson. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it happens a lot. Um, But. I would definitely say check your environment, your circle of people that you are around because they will start to discourage you if they're not on the same page with you. Mm. I just communicated to you. I got billionaire friends. I got multi stormy made 50 million in seven years. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then I got friends that are school teachers. I got a friend that works at the bank. She cracks me up. I'm like, where they get you from Tan? Like <laughs> where I got to talk to her at least three times a week. And, and you would call her life very traditional. Married at home. She cooks every day. I'm like, you cooking again? She was like, yeah, you need to get on your job. She keeps <laughs> me together in the marriage space. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely say check the people around you. You do not want people discouraging you in a, in a, in, in a, in a realm that's already highly um, tapped into. Um, I would definitely say if everybody's going left, go right. If everybody's gearing to the left, go right. And what that simply means is that when people start saying it's a recession, you know, I want to and I want to tell this story because I think it ties into what you just asked me during the last recession, 2007 to nine. I remember seeing my uh, real estate colleague in the Wendy's drive through line serving me. Mm. Now, you might say, you know, I'm on a health journey now. You're like, Claudia, hey, Wendy's. I was like, I was eating Wendy's. Okay. <laughs> But you 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 could challenge me on that. But when I pulled up to the window to get my food, I almost passed out, mm. and I started to believe that that's what was going to happen to me. I started to believe that's what was going to happen to me. That I was going to have to go and get a job. 
But the people that were around me were a heightened level of thinkers. And so I was able to draw from them in a time of need. And I just soared through the roof. I said, okay, wait, Claudia, let's reorganize. Okay, stop spending money there. I went and got 28 billboards. Like the average person wouldn't spend money. So if everybody's going left, go right. Everybody was quitting. Everybody was cutting expenses. And I said, no, I got this money saved. I'm going to put it back into me. I'm going to put 28 billboards. My girlfriend that's now a speech therapy rolled the streets with me from Miami day. I mean, it took us days to pick the right spots, the right corners. And I was there for almost a year mm. carrying an expense. My income went from about five fifty to about $57,000 just overnight. Wow. I'm going to repeat it. Cause I don't want people to not be like, did she just say that it went from five, Hundred and fifty thousand and sales only, not flipping properties and all that, to about fifty something thousand. Sheesh. That was devastating. But I was I pivoted. I pivoted. And so that's my next piece of advice. Pivot when you need to pivot. Pivot with your friends. Pivot with yeah, if you and your husband or you and your boy toy or your girlfriend, whatever it is, whatever kind of situation you got going on is not working, pivot, leave. I have left friends alone. I'm like, I don't want to be friends with her anymore. Every time I speak to her, I feel like I'm competing with her. Like, I don't want to be in competition with somebody. I bought a new car, not for you to show off and say, well, I got a bigger car. You, you know, I'm supposed to be motivating people. And I cut that relationship and I didn't feel bad. I don't talk to that person today. Now, if I see him in the street, I'll say hi. It's not that bad, but learn to cut and pivot. You got to learn to cut and pivot. I'm going to say it again pivot and that's what I did in 2007 to 9 I took a pivot I started working for counties and cities and and the rest is history I was able to get back where I was you know and and it surpassed it you, you know so um definitely check your environment your friends and the people in the that you're hanging around with definitely pivot when you need to pivot in the market um and for realtors that are just starting out just know that our market has four cycles mm. And you just got to understand what cycle you're in so you can pivot and get into the direction and the flow of what's going on before it's too late. Oh. Those were my three pieces. Wow. That was three or two. That was three. Oh, and that was enough. <laughs> that was three. So, now you know I could talk. Oh, of course. And we love that. That's why we have this kind of platform to have these conversations that aren't all business, but not all personal either, you know, because you got to mix the middle ground. Everybody yeah. thinks it's all sunshine rainbows and you know there's a backstory there's bad times there's good times things happen you know as you can tell she has an extremely attractive mindset and you know that's what we try to bring people on hey. here to just have that kind of vibe that essence you know not everybody gets on here yes we're new but it's a it's designed to we want winners in the room you know what i'm saying and everybody's a winner in their own right yeah yeah you know we'll, we'll say that but we want the ones that are really winning, the ones that are really going above and beyond. And it's not just a story. It's not just a facade for social media. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, thank you so much for coming on coming the show. coming in here, you know, it's like Mari was trying to set it up. And I don't know. He just really believes in the platform. And he's been pushing me to do this. So I don't know if he's pushing <laughs> me here so that I can start. But, you know, he's like, Ma, you got to get on the podcast. You got to be on the podcast. I'm like, well, tell me a little bit about the podcast. He's like, Moz, it's just starting. And I, you know what I, my thought was? I'm going to come on the podcast. One, because he was harassing me. But two, because I believe that I could be a part of something in the beginning that's going to be great 
in the ladder. And I want to, I want you to catch that. Like I never forget where I came from. Mm. And and my, my mindset tells me no matter how big I get, I got to remember that somebody once signed my listing agreement, although it was my first year in real estate and I had no idea what I was really doing. They gave me an opportunity and now they get, think about it. 20 years later, 22 years later, they get to say, and I get to say, I was able to work with that individual. Mm-hmm. I was able to be, they were a part of my growth. Like, and that's gotta feel good. Like that's gotta feel amazing. And so when I came in here, not today, but when I was setting it up, I said, you know what? There, there, there's a, there's a chance that this podcast could be all over the world and guess who would be on it? Me. Mm-hmm. And so that, I don't know if it, I didn't even know if it was how new, how old, <laughs> all I remember saying, and this was just a few days ago and this is so important. I don't gotta be here. You probably don't gotta be here. But I said, this podcast could be so great and reach billions of people and I would always have a place on here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, thank you for having me. And so tell everybody where they can find you out on social media. Absolutely. So at Claudian Hibbert, C-L-A-U-D-I-E-N-N-E-H-I-B-B-E-R-T. Your number one realtor. Perfect. You know, as we say, we look good, we live good, life is good. Talk to us, we talk back, we out of here. Peace.